0: Oh, you guys enjoying your holiday weekend? Yes, yesterday was fun watching college football it's back on. I know I just lost like two-thirds of the room, but I don't care. I have the mic. Let's see if I can get my iPad to cooperate with me, or this is going to be a really short service. I'm on. There we go. All right. Well, we get to do baptisms here at the towards the end of service. So I'm looking forward to that. It's a great time celebrating with people. Um, so we'll get to that here soon. It's going to help me stay on task because that about, 11.40, a herd of children are going to be coming through the doors. Yes, it's awesome. All right, Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. This is I love this part because it kind of sums up why Proverbs is so important. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Who doesn't want a long life of peace and prosperity? Yeah, So I would encourage you to be in, to get into proverbs every day. Yes. said to have that, to not forget the t- his teaching and commands. Oh man, there's so many different ways that I want to go to this morning. But it is awesome. New life is always great, having Emrys Platts come into the world last night. It's so cool. I, I got to see pictures. It's a wonderful family. I love the Platts. Don't you guys? Amanda and Joe, just amazing, amazing people. Well, let's just let's take a, a second. Let's just close our eyes. And thank the Holy Spirit for being here. Uh, Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're here. Like we sang this morning, let it rain. Holy Spirit, we ask that you open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain this morning. We open up our hearts and our minds, and our spirit, for heaven to reign in us today. Like Jesus promised, he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So Jesus, we thank you that you're here, that you've been here, Thank you that you have opened heaven to us. That we can have heaven on earth. So right now, just open your life. The circumstance you're going through right now, just open it to heaven. Give that circumstance to Jesus right now and let heaven invade it. He didn't say he would be in the midst of us so nothing would happen. He said he would be in the midst of us so heaven could happen in our lives. So, Holy Spirit, we just open our lives and we give you the circumstances of our life. And we ask that you invade those. That heaven would invade those circumstances. So we give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you take that with you today. That he wants to invade every circumstance. But we have to be willing to let that happen. It's the great mystery to me. That God relies on us. That he partners with us. And yes, I am stalling right now because I'm trying to figure out which way the wind is blowing. So I won't try to hide it. I have no idea where to go right now. I mean, I have a message, it's quite nice. I learned a while ago the Holy Spirit knows exactly what He's doing. We just have to get, we just get to try to figure it out. Holy Spirit, thank you. that you are here and you're doing stuff. So we just lean into you this morning. There's some stuff he wants to heal this morning. And he's just waiting for you to ask for it. There's some heart pains that he's wanting to heal this morning. And he's asking you just to give it to him. Allow him to come into that part of your heart and heal it. Pains that were caused by other people. But he's asking, Will you let me in to that part? The part you've never let me into. The part that felt too painful to let me come into. And he's saying, You don't have to carry that pain anymore. If you'll let him in, he'll come and heal it. He'll heal that pain that somebody else caused. But he has you here this morning because he wants to heal it. He wants to take that pain and make you whole. If that's you this morning, just lay your hand on your heart. And just say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you all of it. I give you this pain that I've held on to for too long. Come in and heal me. Heal all of me this morning. spirit do your work. We yield to you this morning. gentle. You're so loving. You gave everything for us. You love us right where we're at. You don't require that we get cleaned up before you'll come. But you said you'll come no matter what. No matter where we're at in life, that you'll meet us there. See, Jesus came to set us free. Amen. He came to set you free. stood up in the synagogue in his hometown his coming out party and he declared he read from Isaiah but he was declaring it it was written about him and then it says that I came to set the captive free he was declaring why he was here why he came why he died, and why he rose again. To set us free. That's what he's doing this morning. He set you free from the garbage that surrounded you. The chains that have been put on you, he's here to set you free. But we have to be willing to yield to him. He says it this way in John eight thirty one. So, So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in, accord, in accordance with them. You are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We quote that last part a lot to people, but we forget what truth he's talking about. The truth isn't a bunch of laws. The truth is Jesus. He said if you abide in my word. If you abide in him. That's the truth. But we use. You will know the truth and the truth will say you free as a punchline. To beat up on people. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, if you abide in me, I'll I'll free you. I'll heal your pain. And that's the truth, that Jesus will heal your pain. And that's what will set you free. He's called us to build legacies. A couple weeks ago, I talked about that it starts with living free. That without living free, we can try to build amazing legacies, but there's going to be a day where it's going to crumble if you're not living free. If you're not free from things. Because eventually that tether that's tied to your leg is going to trip you up. And so, living free is so important. It's what he came for. Galatians Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. He starts this whole thing with you. You got to start being. You got to start with free. That's how. That's how you were made to live. It's, you were made to live free. So that just remember that as we go through this, that that's the starting point. That's that's who we are. That's who we were created to be. Is to be free. And then he goes on, says, "You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but." Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. See, Paul is saying you you were created to be free, and you should be free, but your freedom isn't so you can go back into the flesh. There's a point to your freedom he's saying it's not to do fleshly things, but it's to serve one another. That your freedom is actually meant for somebody else. Let me go over here. Your freedom is meant for you to serve somebody else. Amen. But how many times that, well, I'm free, so I, I get to do what I want to do. Because our freedom should cause us to serve other people. That's what Paul's saying here. He says your freedom to serve one another humbly in love. He didn't say what. What I like about when I read things is reading what they said, but realizing what they didn't say. Right. Like when I talk to my kids, I say, hey, I want you to go do this, this, and this. And if they only listen to the things I'm telling them to do and not realize what I told them not to do, then they go do something else in between those things. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, you didn't say I couldn't do this. If if I, I didn't think I had to cause I said do A B and C. I didn't think I didn't think I had to say don't do D. But Paul, like he's not saying be free and one of the things is to serve one another. No, it's saying the reason to be free is to serve one another. I love Paul He speaks it so plainly but it said don't go after your flesh which you know, here we're not talking about our fleshly body okay right know that talking about the things of this world that aren't things of the kingdom don't go after those just because you're free doesn't mean you should indulge in those but serve one another So, one of our building blocks for legacy needs to be to serve one another. Because if we're free, we should be serving one another. And do it humbly, which sometimes that's difficult to do it humbly. Like, just because you serve somebody doesn't mean you need to throw it on Facebook to show that you serve somebody. (laughs) Just saying. I don't know how humble that is to take a picture of why you're handing out food to people. Like, here's some food, but hey, let me get this picture. And you look desperate enough. Let me take a picture because will let me take a selfie with the most pathetic looking person here so I can, oh, I am, get back on track here. Get off my soapbox. Keep moving forward. Because freedom is to be used for love and serving people. Let's move on to verse 14. So I don't get myself into too much more trouble. 14. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping his one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. I think this is one of the most powerful statements in the Bible. Because it sums up the whole law. See, some people want to get rid of the law and abolish the law because then they don't have to follow the principles of it. But Paul says here the entire law is fulfilled in this love your neighbor as yourself. It covers the whole law. He doesn't say get rid of the law. Or the principles of the law. He said. Love your neighbor as yourself. Encapsulates all of it. If you do that. Then you don't need to worry. Right. Jesus said I didn't come to. Get rid of the law. I came to fulfill it. Yes. Okay. I'm not making this up. It's in there. But Paul is saying that if you love your neighbor as yourself, then you don't have to worry about following the law because you're going to follow it. Like murder. Are you going to murder somebody if you love them? Well, if they're your kids, sometimes. (laughs) You get close. But love will keep you from completely strangling them. But if you love your neighbor, it takes care of all that stuff. You're not going to steal from somebody you love. Right? Some of you are like, I oh, actually, I love my mom, but that 20 that was in her wallet the other day was quite nice. But he's saying, it, it, you know, if we just follow that, it just covers all that stuff. We love our neighbor as ourself. And as we know, our neighbor isn't just the people we like. Because Jesus said, love your enemy. Jesus said it. So even if you want to ignore Paul, Jesus said it. All right, I'm going to move on because I have some really snarky comments on that one. (laughs) All right. So the other building block of our legacy is love your neighbor as yourself. But Paul goes on. If you didn't think that was harsh enough or lovely enough, he goes on to give you the consequence of if you don't love your neighbor. Fifteen, If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So he's giving the alternative to loving your neighbor. Is that you're going to devour, bite and devour. So you can build a legacy either that's built on loving people or built on biting and devouring people. How many of you know those type of people? Of course, they're not sitting next to you right now. But I know those people that love people, and then I know people that love to bite and devour people. How many of you have those, not in the room, not in your family, but know some distant, faraway place, those people that love to bite and devour people? Yes. It goes back to our freedom is to serve so how can I bite and devour somebody if my freedom is to serve them and to love them but we can build a culture to where my freedom allows me to devour you because you did something stupid right they were an idiot they cut me off They made me stand in line for too long. They screwed up on my order. They served me cold food. What is our our response should be to love your neighbor. But a lot of times it's to devour. Right? To be honest, sometimes we just love to devour something or someone. Because we're having a bad day. But what legacy do you want to build? Do you want to be a, a build a legacy when you walk into a room and everybody starts getting up, uptight and squirrely and going, oh boy, I better say the right thing. I better not look at them the wrong way. Because if I do, they're just going to chew me up. Or do you want to be the person when you walk into a room, everybody's faces light up because you're there. Because they know you're going to love on them. No matter what they do. Right? I'll tell on myself a little bit here. When I was a, a senior in high school, all my friends that I hung out with at school were older than me, were grade, <clears> had <throat> graduated. So for, during lunch, I would hang out with my sister, because she was a grade younger. And her friends would be there. So I would have lunch with them. Well, there's this one girl, one of my sister's friends, that was an only child. And in my family, we like to make fun of each other. It's just what we do for love. It's our love language. Well, at this point in my life, I didn't know it wasn't everybody's love language. And so we'd be having lunch, and me and my sister would kind of start talking and kind of ribbon on each other. And then this only child would try to join in on the fun. But she was horrible at it. Which just made it a bigger target for me. It was like putting red in front of a bull. I mean, and I would just devour her, yes. I would chew her up and spit her out. And... She thought, well, if I just try to come back, he'll stop, which just egged me on even more. It it got really sad, but I never really knew it, because I thought this was love language. Yeah, Yeah, mine, yes. So that happened all year long. So I went away for college for a year. I come back. And a friend of mine is having a birthday party. And we're going, I think we're going to go in a limousine down to San Francisco and so there's going to be about 8 of us going. And so I walk get I get to his house, I walk up on his porch and him and his girlfriend are standing there. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" They're like, "Hey, can we talk to you?" I'm like, "What's going on?" Like I'd been gone for a year. It's like first thing I get back, But they're standing on the porch like, we need to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's going on? They're like, would you please be nice to her? I am like, what are you talking about? They're like, please, just be nice to her. We're going to be in a limousine, a confined space. Would you please be nice to her? And I am completely oblivious to what's going on. I'm like... What are you talking about? What I didn't realize is I was the guy when I walked into the room, certain people cringed because I would make fun of them. And so they were like, please, it's our birthday. It's my birthday. Please make this enjoyable. Don't make her cry, which I never knew I did. Because she wouldn't do it then. She would go home and cry to her mom. But that was part of the legacy I was building was that guy. Being that guy that devoured people. Now the moral of this story is, I won in the end. Because now she's my wife. It was all a grand setup. She thought I hated her. And then just set her up for her to fall in love with me. Still trying to figure out how I did it, but... Yes, Jesus had to help in a big way. But really, what what legacy do you want to build? Do you want to build a legacy of love and serving people? Or do you want to build a legacy that chews people up and devours them? And it starts with, one, starts with freedom and Jesus. And then using that freedom to serve and love people. Serve and love your family, which can be the most difficult part to do. Because you know all their garbage. You know all the decisions that they've made. But your family is waiting for you to just love them. Some of your family members are doing things just to see if you would love them. Because they've done things and you've reacted and you've chewed them up and you've devoured them when they've screwed up and that's all they know from you is if I screw up you're going to devour me and chew me up so why should I ever let you have influence in my life so some of them are actually doing things to see how you will react choose to react in love And it'll change them forever. I'm not saying agree. Love does not mean I agree with your actions. (laughs) It's not what love is. Love says, I love you despite what you're doing. I'm going to still love you. And give you a place for me to love you. If I beat up on you enough this morning. But Jesus is here. He's here to love you and to set you free. So we can have freedom in our lives, but then also use that freedom to serve and love other people. And as we're talking about legacy, those are legacy blocks that you're going to want in your legacy. Because everything else is built upon that. If you don't love, if you don't live free and you don't love... Everything else isn't going to mean much. Oh, yeah, they built a great legacy. They, let, they built a great legacy of, of wealth, but they never loved me. They never served me. They cared more about building wealth than they did me, or whatever it is. So let's make those a part of our building blocks. Can we do that? All right. Well, we have the kids with us. Awesome. So we get to do baptism. So, if I can have the band come up. Joseph is here. Hey, buddy. Congratulations. Awesome. Well, the we're going to worship for a minute. Joe originally was going to be baptizing people, so I was going to have to go change, but he is here, and he's going to get to baptize, so, but we'll still do a worship song, because we've got to get the baptismal ready and get people lined up, but Joe and Colby, which both of them are part, are our youth pastors, a couple of our youth pastors are going to be baptizing today, so why don't you stand with me, and we're going to worship for a minute. Because the king's in the room. Okay, we're not just doing this to fill time. The king is actually in the room. Yeah, go ahead, guys. The zipper's over here. He's actually in the room still. Despite my speaking, he's still in the room. So let's worship him for a minute, and then we're going to get to baptize this morning. Such a sacred moment. So let's just continue to invite the Holy Spirit here and worship the King.
1: Oh, we praise your name. For you are so good. So good, so good.
0: You're getting baptized, let's line up here. But if you can, hey kiddos, hi. So, Romans 6 2 says, We are those who have died to sin. How can we live it any longer? Or don't you know that as us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We therefore buried with him through baptism into death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So this morning as you get baptized, you're being baptized into his death, into the water, and then coming out in his resurrection. So you out there, as they're getting baptized, just be praying for them that a new baptism of the Holy Spirit will come upon them. It's what happened to Jesus when he was baptized is the Spirit came upon him. Galatians 3:26, it says, "So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith." For all of you were baptized in Christ and have clothed yourselves with Christ. So, as they come out of the water, they're being clothed in Jesus. So, let's celebrate together as we have this amazing time of baptism. All right, so I'm going to hand this off to Kathy.
2: All right, wow, we've got quite a group this morning. Uh, Janina Gerardo is going to kick us off. She, she signed up, I think, for the last baptism, and we had to cancel it, and so she's been waiting a long time. So God bless you, sister, sweetie, daughter. Okay, so is this microphone on? next we have robert haney and robert's wife mary kate was on worship this morning and um he's he's been walking with the lord for a long time but he's just being obedient from our last baptism realized golly haven't done this so (laughs) he's just being obedient to the lord bless you robert Next, we have Mr. Ellis Platts.
3: And in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ.
2: We have Josiah Kendall. All
3: right, buddy. Are you ready to follow Jesus all your days with all your heart? Okay, let's cross our arms and cover our nose like this. All right, and hold your breath. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you in Jesus' name.
2: This is Miss Dove Dovey Phillips.
1: All right,
3: Debbie. Are you ready to follow Jesus all your days? Oh, okay. Well, in the name of the Debbie Father, White. the Son and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you in the name of Jesus. Here we go.
2: Okay, this is Dovey's sister Adele.
3: It is cold. Alright, you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? Alright, you cover your nose, and we're gonna baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, here we
2: go. Okay, we have another family coming up. This is Tavon. And he is the first leading his family. Sisters, cousins, you could cousins, yeah.
3: Cover your arms here. Are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is Mia. Yeah.
3: All right, Mia, are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? All right, then we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy
2: Spirit. This is Nicolette. Yes. Look at all the cousins.
3: Cross your arms and cover your nose like this. Are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? All right. With your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
2: Yes. Oh, are you ready? King, right? Okay. And this is another cousin, King. Come on! Come on! That's a nice prophetic name. Yeah,
3: buddy. Alright, cover your arms and your nose. There you go. Are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? Yes. Alright, with your profession, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we baptize you.
2: Whoa! And next we have I'm sorry, Ava Grace. Ava Grace, summy. Come on. Come on.
3: We'll hold you right here. This is all right, Ava, are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? Let's cover our arms and your nose there. All right, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we baptize you. so glad
2: you're here, baby. Awesome. All right, next we have Jackson Manuel Camara in the house.
3: All right, Jackson, are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? All right, cover your arms and your nose. And in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we baptize you.
1: Are you. ready?
2: Go! Awesome. Awesome. Hallelujah. You guys, thank you so much for celebrating. Celebrating.
0: Yeah, let's celebrate. If I can have the ministry team come on down. If you need prayer this morning, you need healing... The healer is in the room. Come get prayer or you got circumstances in your life and you need someone to agree with you for heaven to invade it. Come. Love you. Don't miss next week. It's going to be a powerful morning. Love you. Have a great week. Hey, we got one more. We got one more. Awesome. What's his name? Xavier. Xavier. Awesome.
1: Okay,
3: Xavier. All right, Xavier, are you ready to follow Jesus all the days of your life? All right, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we baptize you.